Josh, your man DJ Playboy, back with another episode of the Perfect Talk Podcast in the building. It's like a family reunion. You said that shit like Oprah. <laughs> it deserves the Oprah voice. It deserves the Oprah voice. Yeah. You get a niche. You get a niche. Hey. You get a niche. Hey. We got AO hey, niche in the building. I'm lit. I'm lit. I'm back. I'm back. I'm here. I'm What's happy. What's going on? I'm good, y'all. I, I, was, I actually, like, the first thing I told Keith was, like, yo, I miss y'all, yo. Like, that's a fact. I definitely miss y'all. Fire. What's good, though? Feeling is mutual. It's weird, because I, I talk to you, like, every week. But uh, it, it feels like I haven't talked to you in this in this atmosphere in a while. I know. I was telling Keith. I was like, yo, we, we try to catch each other, like, I think the last two weeks is the most I spoke to you. We spoke, like, twice. <laughs> I'm like, yo. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I spoke to him, like, twice in, like, like the last two weeks. It's pretty good. Like. Yeah. No, but that's just people moving. You know, life is, like, I, I see you grinding. I see you moving. You know what I mean? How's the music coming along? Oh, my best. Yo, we, we good. Like, yeah, a lot of dope things happening. A lot of dope visuals. And, um. You know what I mean? September, looking looking for a dope-ass fourth quarter. That's my whole goal, and that's what's happening. So, you know what I mean? Keep the eye out. Y'all make sure y'all keep an eye out. Miss Perfect Touch has a project on the way. And we will, you know what I mean? Make sure you are notified about every every move she makes. I see you with the gym, too. You always motivate me every time we talk to be like, yo, you going to the gym, so everything's going good with that? You still, uh, you still on it? To be honest with you, the last past week, I think I only worked out maybe like three times. I tried to figure out a schedule. That's not bad. That's not bad. Yeah, but I was, I, you know what? Because I've been rocking with them two a day. So it's like, yo, my body was used to like waking up. Because you put me on to the, um, wait, time out. Because I don't want to be talking. And you know what I mean? Shout out to Keith in the no, building. Introducing Keith? Yeah, like, I'm <laughs> a nigga right now. Like, like you know, the front. I, thought, no, I, was, I, I figured you were about to say, oh, yeah, I'm still working out. All right, time to Keith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm so, I'm so happy. You know what I'm saying? Damn. Damn. All right. Well, he's still working out. He's got three in this week. But I got to pass it to my homeboy to the right. My right hand man. My dog. What's going on? Keith, girl, scream like I'm Keith. <laughs> Shit. What a thing. Yeah, man. <laughs> I've been chilling, man. I can't complain. You know how it is. Uh, still, still settling into New Jersey. I have to travel a few times for work. But uh, I think now that I'm going to be home for a while, I can really settle down and really focus on some of the the things that me and wife have been working on, so. That's dope. How's New Jerusalem treating you, though? How's, uh, how's the new environment? You know what I mean? They got corner stores nearby. Well, it's funny, because I just I was just walking around. Like I said, I was out of town, so yesterday I took some, uh, my wife went to her cousin's bridal shower, so um, I took some time to just walk around. I found a laundromat slash dry cleaner. I found, I saw the little corner store. It's different, though, because the corner nice. stores don't, over here don't, like, sell salad and shit, but it's a little... You know what I'm saying? Because like I lived in Manhattan in Harlem, and they sold everything from toilet paper to sandwiches to, um, you know, halal and pita and shit like that. So, yeah, man, it's 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 cool though. We 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 love in the space. We get to to stretch our elbows a little bit. I mean, we gotta drive everywhere. We're not used to that, but it's all good. You hear you hear him in the in the new studio, right, Niche? You hear the echo chamber. <laughs> <laughs> man, rocking out rocking out with the roomy new roomy new dig. Hey. He used to record in the kitchen. Now you got a little office slash studio hey. slash Nah, well that's the thing. I gotta put some plants in here or something to so the, the sound stops bouncing everywhere. Yeah, definitely hear a difference. That's why I was like, okay, where you at? Yeah. <laughs> you just that means you're just moving to bigger things, man. That's what's up. Man. I'm happy for everybody. Happy teams back together. Um 
So Nish, what you saying? You doing two a days, and now you oh, on three days this week. So yeah, it's gonna put you on or something. Yeah. Oh, you put me on to the uh, um, like we're waking up. Usually, like I've been waking up at, you know, like around three thirty, and trying to do the whole meditation and like. Oh, you uh, been doing that? Oh, I did it a up. few times. Let me let me give give the audience some background information. I had I don't know if I sent you the actual video. I think I might have, but um, I had heard something. Um, you did. I sent you the video. Okay, yeah, I heard something. Uh, this dude was talking about Dr. Wayne Dyer. Uh, matter of fact, was talking about you know if you wake up at four in the morning on a regular basis or three thirty in the morning, there's a reason for that. You know what I mean? That's that's time that 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 God is talking to you and whatever God is to you. You know what I mean? It, it doesn't necessarily have to be a religious thing, but that's when your higher fire energy is is connecting with you, source energy. And you need to, like, be creative in that time if that's what you want. You know what I mean? If you're looking for creative energy, that's probably the best time for you to be creative. So just to give y'all some background information, that's what I spoke to Nisha about. So what you been doing with that time? Meditating? Um, Yeah, just, like, you know, a little bit of meditating. Um, I've been also just writing, like, you know, writing it out, um, listening to music, creating. So it's like, yo, I just, or just really trying to relax and be. Like, I haven't... Um, like got up and did much writing, but I'll listen to some of the stuff that I was working on. I'll like make little notes and stuff and just like enjoy like the serene moment, you know what I'm saying? And yeah, that's dope. I'm happy. Yeah. I'm happy you're doing that, man. That's, that's, yeah, that's... I'm trying to make that consistent because like with this past week, we've been so busy. So like now things kind of slowed down. I woke up today, I was like, ooh, okay, <laughs> like so yeah. No, no, no. Thank you for that. You know what I'm saying? Oh, and Keith, I definitely have that um Tanahashi culture book, but you know what? Which one? Um, shit. Between the world and me. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so, damn, I ain't know this nigga was gonna make Yo, quiz questions. Shit. Man, nah. Never again am I gonna bring some shit up to this nah. nigga. This nigga flipped it on me. Nah. Damn, I stu- <laughs> knew I should have studied. Between the world and me, like um, I just I've realized um, cause I had left my Charlemagne book in Atlanta, so I was like, damn, let me get a new book. But one thing I realized with um, like you know certain books, like I have to be in a certain space to really read. And digest a book. Like sometimes you ever like feel like I know for me sometimes if I feel like I'm reading the same sentence or paragraph over and over, I'm like, dang, I can't sit here and read it. I gotta be in a different location. And where I was at was kind of noisy, so I'm like, yo, fuck it. Right. I gotta wait. You know what I mean? It's like motherfuckers was interrupting my favorite show. You know what I mean? <laughs> but yeah. uh, no, it's a good read. I told you I went to the Apollo one time, and they um they had like these artists performing the the words in the book mm-hmm. so yeah it's definitely a deep book okay yeah i'm definitely and, uh, keith how you been doing with the meditation i know you've been traveling a lot man you've been able to stay on point with uh i've been trying your the, meditation energy right like the traveling really knocked my because i'm not accustomed to traveling so i haven't traveled in and traveled in so i'm so happy to be back home and not be traveling because uh nah i, I slacked off with it big time i mean i would try to Slip in like a nice little three to five minute session, maybe before I go to bed. But ideally, I'd like to do it in the morning before I start my day. Really, uh, tie you know, settle my mind, be mindful, and try to take that vibe through the day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's good. I went to the doctor this week, and he said since my last visit twelve months ago that uh, I put on twenty five pounds. I'm like, shit. I need an accountability partner or partners. You know what I mean? I might have to. We might just have to text each other when we working out, you know what I mean, telepathically, you know what I mean, do it from a distance, because I, I need, I got to get my shit together. Yeah. <laughs> I got my life falling apart. But I've been making some certain moves. I think I, I spoke to Keith. I cut down on the alcohol big time. I haven't drank, um, yeah. actually, since we, we said that. Um, 
But not even not even because I have a problem with alcohol. It's just I, I had a problem with soda, and that's what I was always drinking when I had alcohol. Yeah. And I'm just like, there's no, I don't, I don't really want to put soda in my body like that. So obviously, you know, socially, I might have a drink um, if I'm ever out or, or with somebody, but. I just didn't really want to just do the throwing back uh, vanilla cokes and and whiskey, you know what I mean, for no reason. So yeah, they had a. You got to um, get your grown man drink on, man. Yeah, that's a <laughs> that's a fact. Uh, they had a uh, posted up a picture of Missy, and she lost I think seventy pounds, and she was saying she cut out bread and soda. So I'm like, yo, like I don't eat bread all the time, but when I do, I eat that motherfucker. Like you know what I'm saying? Like I probably eat bread maybe like. Maybe like once or twice every like couple weeks, but and even it's crazy because how they say like you should eat wheat bread, but then wheat's not good for you and certain type of. Grain. I ain't giving up no bread. I ain't. I ain't do, bread is in the Bible. I ain't giving up <laughs> bread. Like, bread. <laughs> nah, that's Yo, what a nigga. <laughs> I'll give up soda. Soda. <laughs> soda man made. I don't know. Jesus was, was creating bread. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm with that. Wait though. I love, I love ain't bread man made nigga. Bread doesn't grow from the ground like that. Shit ain't no, no potato. I'm saying, <laughs> no, well, I'm saying Jesus Jesus made bread. He created more bread. You, you know sure? Fed the masses with you it. You sure? Yeah, That's I don't know. Saying. I think you just twisting your scriptures. That's I, a I fact. think the bread represents the body of Christ, but Jesus wasn't just, wasn't just going around baking. Yeah. He made like, tables. What, no, he didn't make bread. My nigga, what are you talking about? When he did, when he, uh, he recreate, when he uh, fed all those people, they gave him bread and fish. The last, the last supper. doesn't sound right to me. Google it. He made he made wine. I, all right, yeah, I've been studying the Bible. Said, wait, what, what kind of bread he had? Sourdough? <laughs> yeah, this nigga talking. About, yeah, this nigga, this nigga had hard dough bread. Nigga, I'm telling you, kid, he ate it with jerk chicken. Yeah, he had the French, the French peasant. You know what I mean? Nah, <laughs> with jerk fish. <laughs> Nah, I ain't giving up no certain shit. I ain't giving up, man. Just cause they, you know, what I mean, I'm like, I work out more. Nah, yeah. When they when they said she did that shit, somebody was like, "Dang, how how she lose?" It was a meme going around saying like, "Damn, how Missy lose all that weight?" They was like, "She put that thing down, flipped it, and reversed it." I was like, That's "What?" Hilarious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had a boy. He didn't change his diet at all. He just cut out soda alone. He cut 15 pounds. Dang. I mean, that, shit, that means you yeah. had to break right off. Just off, just off a of soda. Now it falls off. Everybody I've ever heard say they quit soda. They say the same thing. It, it, the weight falls off of you. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but you got to be drinking a lot, though. You know what I mean? You got to be consuming a lot of soda. Like. Yeah, regularly. Like, yeah. But yeah, yeah but yeah, people who, yeah. who cut it out and then it's like you drink it with like every meal or with lunch and, lunch and dinner, that type of thing, like every day, religiously. Yo, I seen there's dudes like I, that I work with that'll like pound two, two liters in like a 10-hour a, a day. And I'm just like pounded like to the head. And I'm like, what the hell y'all doing? Yeah. <laughs> like, what, what the hell you putting in your body, bro? And so you could, and then I'm, I'm sure when they have a meal, they probably getting something from the vending machine or something like that. So yeah, people drink a lot of soda. I, I personally just, you know, what I mean, I, like I said, the only time I really did it was when I drank alcohol and I stopped with that. Yeah, one right? one can of Pepsi is about 140 calories. That's insane. Like I, ne- I didn't drink soda, so I never, I haven't really drank soda like that since like I was. You know, younger, and I didn't really care about calories and shit like that. So then I picked up a can of soda uh, last week. I'm like, 140 car- calories for this little ass can? It's crazy. Yeah, you'd rather eat that. Like, I rather, like that's right. my thing. Like, I'd rather eat. Like, even snacks and stuff, I try to get away from shit like that. I'm like, a bag of chips? What? Nah. Nah, I ain't doing it like yeah, that. Yeah, well, no, that makes more sense because if you're going to take in calories, it might as well be, you know, for sustenance yeah. or something to fill you up. Hold you know me I mean? down. Than... That's a fact. So people, a lot of people drinking soda for the sugar uh, sugar rush or whatever. Some people got a sweet tooth and that's what they their go-to. How do you guys feel about fasting? I was talking to my doctor about that. You put me on, you mean like the intermittent yeah, fasting? Yeah, like I Not eat until like, yeah. 
ate it later in the day. I asked my doctor about it. He wasn't too geeked about it. He was like, just get your meals in, small meals. But I think I do think there's something to it because um, not that I was consciously doing it, but I wasn't really eating until afternoon anyway, and I kind of felt like a difference was happening. You know what I mean? But it's not. I, I don't have any. I think it does work if you go hard with it, mm-hmm. but it feels like a limited time. Like a lot of people that I heard talking about it say, you know, like, Hollywood actors do it to get in shape in, like, a, a short span of time and things like that. So it's like, how long can you really maintain it unless that becomes your lifestyle, yeah. you know what I mean, or whatever? I'd rather just go with, like, small meals and just, you know what I mean, from... Because I, I remember you had told me about that, and I, I made a note to had asked my doctor about it. You know you know what that is, Keith, the intermittent fasting? Nah, tell me a little bit about it. Uh, Niche might be able to explain it a little bit better, but um, from what I understand is you kind of, like, don't eat, in, you know, for the first, like, five hours that you're awake. Kind of letting your yeah. body eat. So you start the night before pretty much. So it's like, uh, like the night before you, you pretty much stop eating. Let's say you choose your you choose your window, you, your window per, your period of eating, um, and then your period of fasting. So like let's just say your eating window is two p.m. Like mine is like two p.m. to eight p.m. You know what I'm saying? So at mm-hmm. eight p.m. the night before, like I shut down my meals. I probably have my last meal, and um, at eight o'clock I'm done eating because I don't like to eat mm-hmm. late. And then the next day, I pretty much I go all day just, you know, drinking. I have like tea and stuff like that, and um, kill a lot of water. And then at two p.m., I'll break my fast with my first meal. And I okay. still and I still like work out. I mean, I go work out in the morning. Um, you know, just trying to get it right and tight. Like this past, I haven't I haven't done the intermittent fasting consistently though. I'll be honest with you, in like the last past maybe like three weeks, my shit been off. So I've been like. Yeah playing around with it but that's definitely like i'm i'm implementing like actually yesterday or i, I think I, I started back fasting yeah yesterday today and yeah keeping it going for like the next few weeks i'm trying to get back on but it's good like that's how i have like i cut weight like that so i mean that's dope me. i mean um i don't know much about I, i've heard people, the things here and there just in passing like people saying like the timing of it, what it does for your metabolism or whatever. Yeah, for sure. I don't know about all that stuff because I haven't read into it, but I do know if you eat less, you'll lose weight. That's why the Atkins diet worked, mm-hmm. even though people said that, you know, it's you're telling me you should you better off eating a bacon, piece of bacon than an apple. It's controversial, but the fact is that you're eating less, so it works for weight. I don't know yeah. much about your health, like overall health. So definitely that's what's up. My, yeah. my wifey um, did a fast, but it was a religious fast. Religious fast, yeah. Uh, yeah, a couple of years ago, and she she threw off tons of weight. So, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, most definitely. Like, you know, was she fasting for forty days and forty nights, or? Nah, it was about. I want to say about a month or so. I don't yeah. think it was, nah. It wasn't like a Lent kind of thing. It was like uh, about a month or so. How long is Ramadan? Ramadan's the forty is forty also, or they fast for Ramadan if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, they. they yeah, do. Ramadan. And they eliminate things, correct? From um. Oh no, that's Lent when you eliminate um something, right? Lent, yeah, you do. But I, well, I think I seen French Montana in an interview one time um say that for Ramadan he gave up all like he wasn't sipping lean, he wasn't smoking, and um he explained it like you know I mean if you can't give something up then it owns you you know what I mean so you know, yeah that amount of time Ramadan's about a month. Mm. Yeah, I, I respect that too. Like I I, th- I believe in that too. Like if you can't give something up. You know what I mean? It owns you. People could use it against you. You know what I mean? It could affect your happiness for the day. So, I mean, like, I, I try to do that um, just on my, with my own vices. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. get that shit up. You know what I mean? Hold on for a little bit. Yeah, man. I was, uh, even, um, there was an interview 
that I watched with J. Cole and Angie Martinez a while ago, and he was just saying how, you know, he stopped drinking. He's like, yo, I feel like, you know, we I drink so much, like, we drink for everything. Like, dog, I got a bottle in my hand, cup in my hand, studio cup, da-da-da-da, and it's just like, yo, like, what's going on? Like, and I, I was thinking, too, I'm like, damn, when I go out, do I always have a cup? And I was like, hmm, that's a fact. And I was like, okay, now, when we do videos and shit, I'm usually drinking. I'm like, yo, like, and I started thinking, too, but at the same time, I'm like, yo, one, I don't go out as much. You know what I mean? You know how sometimes you try to, like, uh, reevaluate your shit and see where you at? Like, I do the, yeah. I do the self-check. Yeah, life. I do the self-check a lot. And I'm like, you know, but I know for me, I, I know it's really trying to find that healthy balance, you know? So... Or just balance in general. But, uh, not even to get off track and uh, switch it to J. Cole, but we never really got to discuss that album. And uh, that's the one thing I liked about that album is that he was, one, not afraid to say the uncool stuff. Yeah, for the sure. quote unquote, you know what I mean? Like, don't do drugs. You know what I mean? You don't got to impregnate this girl because that's what your homies is doing. You know what I mean? That kind of stuff. Like, out one on that. And then two, it's like, we, we do do these things, and it's like, why are we doing them? You know what I mean? Like, why yeah. are we doing the things we like? We, we enjoy doing it is because we're stuck in a paradigm that, you know what I mean? Like, when we were younger, we, we looked up and thought that this is what we would be doing. Do we even still enjoy the things that we do on a regular basis like that? So I like I like that he uh, he took the album there. It wasn't afraid to. It was a mature, very mature album in this day and age. Man. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was I, cool. I, yeah. Keith, you heard the new freestyle, right? I know you checked it yeah, out. Yeah. Um, is that the one he did over Uchi Wally or something like that? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, def- definitely a cool fire, fire, fire. Yeah, yeah, I'm asking. Is I didn't get a chance to check it out yet. Is it fire freestyle? Yeah, it's fire. Yeah. I, I think it's for me. It, it was very reminiscent of them days where um, you the Funk Flex would have a rapper down to the studio. You know what I'm saying? We have DMX or AZ or one of these cats come down. AZ. So that, that's what I was missing. I was hoping that Funk Flex would jump in and just start yelling and drop in sound effects from his mixer. Not me, because once Flex start getting <laughs> mm-hmm. track done. Nah, but yeah, I know not... what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, no, that's what's up. Uh, shout out to J. Cole. Shout out to <coughs> Travis Scott, who dropped an album recently called Astro World. Fire. Uh, I don't know if y'all got a chance to check it out. I'm a Travis Scott fan. Yeah, yeah I like it. I was checking it. Uh, gave it a second listen yesterday. Um, you think you think about it, Keith? You, you uh, into Travis's movement right now? He's cool. I don't know. Honestly, I didn't check the album out. Am I into his movement? Nah, I'm 30, 34 years old, nigga. I, I listen to smooth jazz. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but I, I didn't. I didn't. Um, I didn't get a chance to really listen to this shit. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's cool. I'm checking out. I, I like the previous album a little bit more, Birds in the uh, Trap. But you know what I mean. This one's growing on me. Um, he found himself in a little bit of controversy because he had released an Instagram photo of his album image. Uh, album art, I would say, and it's the photographer that he that took the pictures released it at the same time, David LaChapelle. Um, however, on Travis Scott version, there's a model. Uh, let's see, I want to get their name. Uh, Amanda. Amanda Lepore. Yeah. Yeah, Amanda Lepore, which who's famous, you know, in the, in the New York City New York City nightlife scene, um, and as well as for being a model. So she was missing from Travis Scott version, but she was in the David LaChapelle version, so it kind of looked like. Damn, Trav, but you went to the trouble of removing her via Photoshop, or you know what I mean? Like you went, you took, you used the image that she wasn't in, and he got, she got some heat for it, some flack from it. People, you know what I mean, had things to say. I think Neo stepped out and uh, made a comment about it, um, as well as some other people. 
And Travis is like, nah, like that's, you know what I mean? Like he actually didn't, in his statement, I'll read it to you. Um, he said, welcome to Astro World. Uh, growing up, we were taught not to cast people away, but to bring them into your home. He said he had nothing but, but respect for the LGBT community. And I want to use my voice to make it clear that everyone on this planet is equal and fucking awesome to the next. Um, which really wasn't <laughs> an explanation of why it happened or anything like that. Uh, just more so kind of like the cop, the, the statement you have to make nowadays when something happens. But, um, you know, who knows what Travis's intentions are there? You know what I mean? I don't want to put any uh, judgment on him or anything like that. But let's say he just discovered that this model uh, was, was transgender and was like, all right, I want to use the image without her. Is he necessarily in the wrong for that? Does he necessarily have to apologize for it? It's his album cover. It's his quote-unquote art. You know what I mean? Like, is it wrong because it is a LGBT uh sorry someone in the LGBT community if it was a uh female model that he was like I don't I don't like the way this chick is looking would it have been such you know controversial let him put it know yeah let me know we'll start with uh Keith so you're asking is it controversial that he took the model out and it happens to be be a transgender model like you you mean that that aspect not of is it? it yeah not as it controversial but um as you know as it being his form of art that he's putting out to the world do, is he necessarily in the wrong you know for moving it or does he have carte blanche in terms of how he wants his uh image to go out to the world was it thought that was the only model he removed from it right i mean that's kind of suspect that I, yeah in fact that's what i understand yeah i believe I mean, that's the only model imagine yeah. if you just had a whole bunch of of white models and then there was you know winnie harlow or something like there was one black model and then when the the final version of that art the black models the only person excluded that'd be kind of suspect right i think i would be pretty disturbed by that so um yeah i think it's, it's kind of suspect i mean clearly i don't know why why he removed that model from the, the art the final version of the art but well he's oh yeah well real quick he did also mention that he felt upstaged by Amanda and that she's in, she's included actually in the booklet. Okay. So, I mean, that, See, not, I read that not, somewhere. That gives me a different perspective on it because that's an honest thing. To, if you're upstaged yeah. by somebody, you don't want somebody else being the biggest show on, on, you know? on your shit. It's your album. So, But could that um, be the cover-up, though? You but know what I mean? It could be the cover-up, <laughs> but it is suspicious. So I said, I'm saying it's controversial. It's suspicious. I'm not saying necessarily because it's something that he's being biased against a group of people, but it is suspicious. Now, if if it's because he didn't want to be upstaged, that could be the reason. Man. You know what I'm saying? But I knew something's yeah. up if she's the only person not yeah. on the album. And, and sometimes you, I feel like, too, you never know. Like, just because um, sometimes people come with, like, fucking attitude. You know what I'm saying? So you never know what like transpired while on, yeah you know there, what i'm saying yeah. and just because like yo it's like you know what well i'm gonna remove you and then like you know what i'm saying she, you know the amanda could switch it up you know what i'm saying and be like oh you ain't want you me made a good to... point though niche you made a good point when you said is it the cover-up because he kind of like try to like compliment her yeah that's a fact you know, through the disc when i read it yeah, i was like, like oh, oh no nah, you were, you were killing it too hard or you know what i mean yeah, <laughs> like i had to remove like, like, that that comes across yeah that comes yeah. across a little suspect like you just never know but, um, i like i know for i know me personally like i don't i feel like as an artist however you see your vision whether that's including or excluding someone so that your vision can can come out because that's that's what you that's what you saw that's the that like you have to paint that picture and you got to get that out and i know for me like sometimes I may be too much of a stickler and be like, damn, nah, I gotta have it this way. Like, sometimes that's just how it is. You know how it go. Like, 
Shit, even when you cooking, nah, I gotta saute these onions. You know what I'm saying? Like, these onions gotta go right on top of the cheese. Like, that's the way I see my fucking burger. You know what I mean? Like, it's a certain way. That it's you, yours. Yeah, yeah, it's yours. It's your, like, it's your creation. Exactly. And Travis Scott didn't see his burger with the transgender model in it. <laughs> in the uh in, I remember me and Keith had like spoke about this yesterday when we talked about like the topic and Keith you brought up a good point when you said uh there's not really a learning curve given to certain cultures that might be foreign or new mm-hmm. um that, to the people who don't understand it and I think that's that's like a good point like there's a certain sensibility um in Keith's example he used like 50 white models and the one black model if anything bad happens to the one black model on that thing it's going to look kind of suspect it's going to look like yo y'all was discriminating and like there's there's a certain like sense too much sensitivity i feel like given to certain minority groups when on the flip side i like to look at things from the both side like is is take uh comedy for instance you know what i mean like we as minorities get to talk about white people in a way that white people don't get to talk on a stage about black people. You know what I'm saying? That's we, a fact. It's kind of like black black privilege, you know what I'm saying, or minority privilege. Like, an A-Rab per- comedian can make certain jokes, but if a white person makes that joke, it looks he like, hey, A-Rab. apology might have... Yeah. Well, while you're talking about cultural sensitivity, you said A-Rab, an A-Rab comedian. <laughs> <laughs> that's guy. where I'm from, bro. Like, nah, that's, that's, I'm sorry. That's That was the... Uh, that's the little Kim pronunciation of it. The Arab, the I'm, Arab, I'm deleting uh, my I'm community. deleting my laugh out of that because I don't want to be affiliated. <laughs> you don't be aligned with that. <laughs> no, but yeah, but I think I get what I'm saying. That you know what I'm saying. We give these sense of, sense of uh, certain sensitivity to these groups, and it's like you're not even given the uh, benefit of the doubt that maybe your intentions were innocent. You know what I mean? Because it's like, oh, well, you disrespected that person. Nah. No, I understand. I understand where you're coming from. I mean, but either mm-hmm. either way, just to be completely honest, I think the artwork is perfect with the with uh, the way the music is like sonically put together. I haven't had a chance to get all the way through the album, but I mean, just seeing how the cover is and everything, I'm like, yo, this shit is pretty fire. Like, sounds like he took his time. Um, I'm only <sighs> maybe I'm only like four four or five songs in. Um. I love the switches and all that. I mean, it just, it sounds like a dope, so far, like, cohesive body of work. Like, you know what I mean? So whether, what, no matter who's on the cover, I'm I'm still bumping. You know what I'm saying? And there you go. I know, uh, there you, go. I, you know what, too? What all the music? Oh, my fuck. Oh, nah, I don't even know what the fuck I was, You good. <laughs> I was saying, what other what other music like uh, have have y'all heard lately? I've checked out Wiz Khalifa's project um, recently. I think that was that's a decent project. I like it. Yeah. Um, I haven't had a chance to give Wiz a full. Um, I, no, I don't even. No, I haven't given Wiz a full listen. Um, who? I think I I was just telling Keith. Did I say I was listening? Damn, who was I talking to about music just now? Um, I know YG did come out. I didn't get a chance to hear all YG joint. Um. Dave East has a, has a, a, a project out. Um, um, trying to think what else y'all could check out. There's a lot of good stuff. Oh, out her, there, out there. her came out with an, another project. Um, I seen that and I thought about you because you put me yeah, on. Yeah, I, I got I got to tap into that. that. Um, whoo. it's an EP, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think she's got about like six songs on there. Um, Childish Gambino dropped two songs for the summer. Which oh sound pretty dope. man, I like, I like <laughs> yo, I like what Childish Gambino's doing. Yo, those two songs fire though. Summer. I, th- I thought it was Bruno Mars. First time I heard it on yo, the radio. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm... yo, I feel like Childish Gambino switched it on y'all niggas, yo. Cause just for a simple fact that he went from "This Is America" and these two songs right here sound like. Compl- I mean, it just it has this feel to it, yo. Like, no, vinyl... that's childish though. Think about yeah. think about the two songs before that. Redbone don't sound nothing like "This Is America." Yeah. 
You know what I mean? Like yeah. he, he definitely he's, he's switching up on you. He's having you know, fun now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I think he got into the rap game as like a fun thing. He got he got his his rap his stage name from a um like a Wu Tang name generator app. You just type in some shit and then it gives you a random Wu Tang member name. <laughs> and it was Childish Gambino. Yeah. So it was just fun. You know what I'm saying? Now he he he's he it worked and he's having even more fun. That's how I see yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yo, yeah. That summer summertime. That's that's definitely about to be a niche mix. That joint is fire. That's what's up, man. There's a lot of yeah, a lot of dope stuff out there. Um, speaking of music, um, and, and new things coming out, uh, Madden 19 dropped this Friday, I think two days ago, uh, a couple days earlier that Wednesday. If you had the expensive version, <laughs> if you were, if you went out and bought the uh, the big boy version, you got it three days early. But what uh had came out the week before this game had been released was that. The YG song, uh, Big Bank, featuring uh, Two Chains, Big Sean, um, had re- there was a removal of Colin Kaepernick's name on the song. Uh, people familiar with the song know the verse, and and when that verse came up on the game, it was Colin Kaepernick's name was edited out. You know, so for first, people you're like, all right, the NFL wants some funny stuff. Colin Kaepernick's uh, involved in a lawsuit against them for collusion. Uh, you know, why would they want to promote him? You know, NFL. It had nothing to do with it. That was EA Sports. So EA Sports eventually had to release a apology, uh, and I'll read that to you. Uh, we made an unfortunate mistake with our Madden NFL soundtrack. Members of our team misunderstood the fact that while we don't have the rights, while we don't have rights to include Colin Kaepernick in the game, this doesn't affect soundtracks. We messed up, and the edit should never have happened. We will make it right with an update to Madden 19 on August 6 that will include the reference again. We meant no disrespect, and we apologize to Colin, to YG, and Big Sean, to the NFL, to all of their fans, and our players for this mistake. Uh, which I felt was, you know, whatever. That's <laughs> that's cool. They wanted to put it out there, but I said I think we we spoke about that before, where we have like an over apologetic uh, society. You know what I mean? Like, unless YG, I think, had an issue with it. Then I think you know was it an apology even really ne- uh, necessary? But once you start getting that negative backlash, you gotta drop that 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 apology. You gotta drop that lawyer written statement, which that one didn't seem written by a lawyer. But you know what I mean that 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 cookie cutter apology that people put out nowadays. And it's just like I guess it's back to the Travis Scott thing. Does does EA Sports or or, or YG not have the final say in what happens? EA Sports pays YG for the song. You know what I mean? Is it, can they not? use it the way that they want to use it. They weren't using the full song. I know they, you know what I mean? So they were still editing it in some way, shape, or form. Are you saying that that EA Sports shouldn't have apologized? Because it doesn't even seem genuine. You know what I mean? Like, it felt like, what do you mean? Like, you obviously did it. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you knew what you were doing by it. That's, right. what, I, that's what I'm trying to say. Like, you should have just kept it a G. Like, hey, we, we I guess, which I guess they did. They did they, they admit that, you know what I mean? They messed up. But it's just like, I don't even see why it was necessary, you know what I mean? Like, don't you have... And I don't know what the laws are, what the legalities are, but I would assume once they buy the song from YG, you know, it, it's 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 theirs to use like that, unless YG makes an issue of it. Yeah. But is that, that, is that still the hypersensitivity? Is like, oh, all right, you do anything against Colin Kaepernick, they got to make an issue of it? Or do you think they were really in the wrong for that? Yeah. Start with niche. I, oh, my fault, uh, thank you. Yeah, go ahead. Right. Go ahead. Whatever. No, no, go ahead, go ahead, Keith. I mean, EA... Uh, EA were they in the wrong? I yeah. think I think what they were trying to do was not 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 touch the hot button of a hot bush, button issue, right? So the, the, 
the the most obvious way to stay out of that issue for EA Sports is to not put um, like images of, of football players kneeling during the anthem on the game. I doubt they have that. But then the next step would be to to um, kind of wipe out the memory of the guy who started that whole thing. So in that sense, their intentions, I mean, if I was in that meeting room, I would like, yeah, that's a decent idea. But when you think about the grand scheme of things and what it means to society, they're, they're contributing to something that's not good. You know what I'm saying? Because Colin Kaepernick, he kneeled because he thought that um, the American justice system in America as a whole was, they were, was selling black people short. In fact, it was actually harming black people. So that's the reason he kneeled. And then now we kind of forgot about that whole thing, right? The why he did it initially. We're just thinking about how to, what the president's saying about these players. So now we forgot about why he did it. Now we're just trying to forget the man in general, and that's terrible. As far as apologizing, nowadays companies have to do more than make money. They have to. Like, they don't have a choice in it. If you're a big enough company, you have to be a, a role model to society and show what you're doing for people versus what you're doing for your, for your shareholders. So EA Sports, what you would want your kid to do, what you think of as a good person, somebody who apologizes if they hurt somebody, not necessarily when they don't do something right or they, they do something wrong, but when they hurt people. Because every time you hurt people, you don't necessarily do something quote unquote wrong, right? Sometimes you just hurt people because you thought you were doing the right thing, but it was just carried out the wrong way. So I'm for the, I'm for the apologizing. I'm against cutting out Colin Kaepernick. I think they were trying to they were being punks and trying to to stay far away from the issue, but you you can't do that. Niche. Wait, so wait, you're asking? Can you ask the question one more time? If yeah, do you think like they were wrong for uh, taking his name out the song, or and, and do you feel like they should have apologized? Yes and yes, that's it. They were wrong. They were <laughs> wrong because of definitely what Keith was saying, and it's just like, like yeah, what are we what are we teaching? What are we teaching the kids? More, more, more specifically, you know what I'm saying? Like you can't these big corporations and shit like that. They just feel like they could do whatever they want when they want, you know what I mean? And now that our people are more awake, just people in general. I mean, you know, you you can't you can't keep doing wrong shit thinking no one's gonna smell it. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just it's that time now. We're we're more awake than we've ever been. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So shit is. And you brought happening. up a good point. You brought up a good point. Um, when I was speaking to you earlier about how uh. This wasn't the first time it's been done. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm reading here that in, in last year's version, they took his name off of a Mike Will made it um, song called Bars of Soap. And uh, he said the lyric, like Kaepernick, it was edited out as well, which which kind of makes the apology even, you know what I mean, more fake. Like, you know what I mean? You had oh, you didn't feel... Another cover-up. Uh, exactly. Big Sean stepped out and tweeted that, you know what I mean, it's disappointing and appalling. Um, the NFL and EA took at Kaepernick 7's name off of my verse on Big Bang for Madden 19 like it was a curse word. Yeah, I saw why not a curse. Uh-huh. He's a gift. Yeah. No, I saw no, no, I saw Go YG. He had uh posted up a video kneeling talking about it, you know what I'm saying? Demanding an apology mm-hmm. and everything. Like, you know, people it's just like now is definitely the time to speak out and it's like if you're not really speaking, if you're not for it, then you got to be against it, right? If you're silent. Do you feel that way? Do you feel that way? I don't I don't necessarily subscribe to to that, you know what I mean, but um I feel like if you're not for it, you're not doing anything for it. You know what I mean? They're not necessarily against it, but you're not helping move it forward. You know what I mean? You're not pushing the movement. So it's just like, you, you know what I mean? Step to the side, I guess. <laughs> like, if you, you know what I mean? But 
even with being leaders, we need leaders. You know what I mean? We need people to step out and say, "Yo, this is wrong." Point to the finger of it, and, and that's why I'm I'm happy that we have um, LeBron James nowadays doing doing great things in the sports world and outside of the sports world. You know what I mean? He he, we can't let this episode go by without discussing the fact that the man built a school. Yeah. <laughs> in in Cleveland, y'all. Like, let's oh, round of applause. He's going out here. That's yo. That's my favorite athlete right now and not necessarily for what he does on the court <laughs> like you know what i'm saying yeah for real yeah I, I actually don't really root for his teams necessarily when he's on the court but i, I respect the man to the, to the utmost degree like he's killing the game uh actually in like the past two weeks i want to say they, they announced four different projects that he's doing with i believe three or four different networks or uh you know streaming companies that are good to, to, that he's producing you know what i mean that he's working on you know what i mean now that he's in la He's making big moves, and on top of that, just building a school for young men and, and, and women in the Akron, uh, Ohio area to go to. That's insane. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? He's not the first athlete to do it. Shout out to uh, Jalen Rose, um, who uh, I believe has done it in Detroit. Um, yep. Shout out to Derek Rose as well, who I, I know has started a scholarship program. You know what I mean? So there's a lot of athletes doing it, but it feel like now that LeBron's done it, a lot of people are going to now take that next step to see what they can do in their community because it's a leader, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's somebody that we can all look up to and, and you know what I mean? His his his, his decision-making influences people, you know what I mean? So um, we'll start with Nish because you worked in uh, the school system before, you know what I mean? You know how it is to educate. How do you feel about how important it is for this man to, to build a school? Um, how I mean, it's extremely important. I mean, how you know, it's just – and I, I think that's what I do – appreciate about LeBron is that he's not silent you know what I'm saying and it's just not it's not just speaking but it's also doing you know and that's important like I I think um if you become big you should want to give back there's no reason why you shouldn't want to do something on the magnitude that that you know that he's on like he's the way he gives back to not even just his community but to others community other communities too like far and wide I mean he's just really dope I I, I have nothing I I've never really had anything bad to say about LeBron, but the more research I've done on him, seeing how he moves around, I think it's amazing the way he employs his his people, uh, making sure that they they stay fed and their families stay fed and their family families. I mean, and then he's a dope father too. I mean, you see him at the games on the bench, like you know what I'm saying, not just coaching his son, but talking to the other kids too. I mean, I. I He's a goat. <laughs> I don't know what else yeah, to say. Yeah, I mean, definitely. It's it's important, you know what I'm saying? Especially you think about it um uh when I was um doing the reading too when you had mentioned uh LeBron versus Trump. You know what I'm saying? Even when you was getting into that, I was just like, yo, like when I was doing some digging, Trump was digging him up too, like bigging him up in like some of his last tweets like in the last past several years. But I'm like, yo, like you don't want no problems with 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 LeBron. Whether you hate him, you can hate and love him, but you got to you got to love and respect what he does off the court. Even his work ethic. I mean, I just I'm in love with that shit. I think that shit is fire. So, that's me. Keith, how you feel? Keith, how you feel about uh your man Bron building the school and just everything that he does? Free you know tuition, I mean? how you, how you like the school. I, free. Yeah, there's so many perks to the school too. I mean, GED program. Yes, for the like parents. come on. Like I mean, you can't. Job placement. That man, listen. I can go ahead. Uh, I can go on and on. I'm I'm big on educational development and the and the economic development of yes. people of vulnerable peoples, right? So, of course, I love it, man, for third and fourth graders. So, it's not like a whole from K through five kind of thing. So, that means it's going to be completely focused, right? Laser focused and really um, focus on a small group of kids at first and give them 
like very, I guess I'll call it like these, these basic things that could be a big deal or these basic things that could have huge complex results. Free tuition, free uniforms, free free meals, um, f- free transportation to school. I'm um, trying Bikes. bicycles and helmets. Uh, you know, food for the family, GDs for the parents. Like that's huge. That kind of development of a family. The closest thing I've seen to it, me being from New York City, is Harlem Harlem Children's Zone, where they give like um, basically they help parents to be more powerful parents in this country. Uh, clearly, they help the kids with the education. They really take you from these kids from uh, kids in Harlem from um, childhood to adulthood and really try to yeah. guide them the best that they can. So this, yeah. even though the, the I Promise Academy is not that yet, it definitely has like the, the potential, like the, it seems like a, a, the seedling of a program like that, which could be huge yeah. for it, an entire it, community. Yeah, and I think, I think what's important too is that, you know, uh sadly but also um one thing that's dope you know is the trends so hopefully this could become a trend you know what i'm saying and we can see more of this shit because people blow so much money you know what i mean now what he's doing and like you said too keith the fact that like uh it's not just kids attending a school you know what i'm saying it's it's setting up everything around that so when these kids do re- do get ready to come home from school that they're coming home to a more uh stable environment you know what i'm saying and they're still being like cultivated so it's like yo like it's important as fuck yo like i know i was just even having a conversation with someone about like you know with kids and 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 just even the things that that some people would take for granted like fucking breakfast you know what i'm saying like some kids some kids make sure that they get to school early in the morning and make sure that that breakfast line you know what i mean is open and on time i've seen kids cry because they couldn't get breakfast in the morning you know what i'm saying because they missed the line you know it's like it's those things and every little thing helps and contributes to you know what i'm saying having that that dope stable foundation um you know when when learning i mean every everything all comes together and i think the fact that just to even say that like yeah like i go to this school like kids can poke their chest out even more you know what i mean and be even and more that's, proud that's of that. huge that's to be able to, to have yes. pride in the place you get you get you, educated yes. and, and fed and fed. and your parents get might get educated I mean, you know what I'm saying? and your parents might get fed because you're associated with this school, you know what I'm everybody saying? So, eating. Everybody yeah, eating. It, it's, it's, everybody eating. Everybody eats. eating at brown school. Everybody eats, baby. It's like the Black Panther Party when they had their, their nutritional program, an educational program, and they made sure that kids were getting fed and educated. Um, I think this was back in the 70s. I can't remember which city it was. It might have been Oakland. But either way, they like they made sure they were trying to really build a community up from the bottom, from the the child, from the children, you know what I'm saying, in these very basic ways. So it wasn't about necessarily about money, but it was about safety, education, and um, and safety, education, and nutrition. It was, it was insane. Well, so similar to that point, when, when the Black Panther Party was doing things in the community, the government was actually trying to make them look as a negative group. Um, you see that happening today with LeBron. I would imagine, based on how y'all feel about him, it infuriates you when you hear the, the president say things like he's stupid or Andy's anti-LeBron statements. Keep, and keep, keep you dribbling. Might be able to exp- <laughs> yeah, shut up and dribble, things like that by L- Laura Ingram. Keith, you might be able to allude on what's going on with uh, the recent Trump versus uh, LeBron controversy. I know there was an interview with Don Lemon that Trump made comments about. Right. Yeah, and, um... Uh, 
Don Lemon was interviewing LeBron just about his views and largely about what he's doing for the community. And then, uh, you know, LeBron made a comment responding to a question by Don Lemon, pretty much saying that he feels that the president is divisive. And he pretty much left it at that. The president tweeted uh, at LeBron and and, uh, Don Lemon that... But he, he said something like um, Don Lemon is pretty much Don Lemon is stupid, and 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 LeBron makes Don Lemon look smart because LeBron is that dumb, and it, it, it's just insane. It, it's it's crazy how how racist the president is, how people look up to this guy. It, even if you be like, yo, his policies are off the chain, like they're the best policies. You know, he's getting me my job back, all this stuff. You know, the guy is just a terrible human being. Like, his mannerisms and his temperament is just is just terrible. It's really terrible. So I don't even see how you look up to a guy like that. But, um, yeah, of course it infuriates me for him to belittle someone who's doing so much for the community. You know what I'm saying? Even if you don't like LeBron, on that particular point of he's helping the community, that is, is, is unimpeachable. Like, you can't touch it. Well, Keith, you even got to, to, to point out how silly and juvenile his tweet was. I'll, I'll even read the full thing of it. Uh, LeBron James was just interviewed by the dumbest man on television, Don Lemon. He made LeBron look smart, which isn't easy to do. I like Mike. <laughs> it was how he chose to end the tweet, alluding to Michael Jordan in the uh, silly Michael Jordan versus LeBron controversy. And, I mean, that's where we're at, where our president is, like, reverted to name-calling. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? If you stay, if you speak out against him, niche, I, I, I know it got to infuriate you. You know what I mean? I know it's got to make you, it's got to boil your beans. Listen, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> listen, I just, it's, <laughs> yo, I, I, for me, I just feel like you know, it, you can always say something about someone. You know what I'm saying? And I, I just. I don't know. I, I don't even. It's Sunday. I ain't even trying to. You know what I mean? The Lord's Day. I haven't meditated yet. I mean, you know yeah, I mean? I'm, out, I'm <laughs> out here chilling. Trump ain't finna do it. These what are you saying? These. It, it's just sad though that like you know we can't appreciate what people do bring to the table. We try to point out you know what I mean any little thing and and pick shit apart. Like that's one thing I'm I'm seeing. Like that's like. To me, that's a trend, you know what I'm saying, that people do. Like, we can't, like, we always try to find, like, the flaw or, like, something, you know what I'm saying? Even if there is no flaw, but, like, you know, we all have, people just feel like their opinions are real facts, and they run with that shit, and then if they have a following, then, you know what I mean? He took it there. Yeah, nah, nah, but, you know what I'm saying, y'all, I know y'all feel me on that, you know? Nah, nah, yeah, I do. I think that, 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 I mean, and that's kind of what the crux of this, like, political, some political arguments are, you know what I mean? Like, you think how you feel is, is law, I, I think how I feel is gospel, you know what I mean? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Next thing you know, we, we arguing about bread and Jesus, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, it's just different belief systems, everybody, you know what I mean? Like, I can't get mad at, and I don't understand that, I don't understand why people get so worked up when it comes to politics, yeah. um, and we'll even talk about it, we're going to talk about the Kanye interview where he spoke about Trump, but I don't get why people get so worked up about it, because it's like... I, you feel how you feel. I feel how I feel. Let's take a picture together and keep it moving. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we don't gotta. I don't gotta get worked up about your political views. You know what I mean? Um, it reminds me of the Dave Chappelle joke. Like I, I kind of wish people go back to to uh, those days when they didn't talk about their political views. Uh, you know what I mean? And Dave Chappelle. What was the key? I don't want to fuck it up. We uh, dudes talking about uh, 
fucking his wife instead of oh, he politics. Was, he was <laughs> like, yeah, he was like white people. The thing he notices that they keep the the political views close to the chest. And, but That's like other shit, like they'll be like, for instance, you'll be like, oh, so who are you gonna vote for this year? He's like, whoa, chill, stop out, with, stop with all the personal questions. So like I was saying before, I was fucking my wife in the ass, right? And so, <laughs> <laughs> like that's, now I kind of wish we go back to a time where, you know what I mean? Like everybody just, yo, keep your views to yourself. I, I, like, I don't even mind that people are expressing their views. It's just, I don't even like the hostility or the anger that comes with it too. Like, um, Well, that's the thing. People have always been passionate about their politics, but now your, who you are as a person and who, where you align yourself with or what you align yourself with politically it's become way too enmeshed with each other. You know what I'm saying? Before, they were two fairly separate things. It's like, yeah, I uh-huh. voted for Reagan. Oh, by the way, I love basketball. But now it's like, if you... Oh, I I, I, lo- um, I love Trump. And, and I hate the NBA. And I hate the, the NFL. So, shit like that, you know what I'm saying? Like All mm-hmm. this stuff has become so enmeshed. Or you are, you are a Trump person. Like People say stuff like that. Oh, that's a Trump guy. So, nah, I, yeah. I completely a, agree. Even um, and then we can even um transition now to the Kanye West Jimmy Kimmel interview that um I saw like other than that, it, it happened recently. But Keith, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Was Kanye promoting nothing? Like he wasn't on there to promote sneakers or, or his album that dropped like a month ago. Seinfeld like, flow. It's a, it's an interview about nothing. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> uh, um. He, was he wasn't directly promoting anything. I think this is just part of his PR tour. He just released the album. Is his label? Almost everyone in his label just just dropped an album in June. So um, I just think it's about him being out there. I'm sure he's gonna drop something soon because the day I think the day after the, or two days after the interview, he had dropped like a song, like a freestyle or something like that. Um, I didn't listen to it, but um, he dropped the song like the day after, and you know, it had it had my news feed blowing up. So as, I, um, as far as what he's promoting, I, uh, I just I think it's just himself. I think he'll fade back probably in a few more months. Yeah, because I was I was wondering like what the I thought maybe he dropped some sneakers or something. I didn't know what the hell was going on. But, um, <laughs> watch if y'all could watch the interview. I think I thought it was a cool interview. I don't know if everyone enjoyed it. I thought it was a really cool interview. I disagree. Um, it was an awful interview. Yeah, yeah, and it's, that's there's mixed opinions, and you know I mean I don't hate Keith because he feels differently. I just I feel like I feel Keith. You he sure? Feels how he feels. You sure? <laughs> I, just, I just read in the group text that you know what I'm saying. You put a little fuck you. Click nah. ain't nah. forgive me since I voted for Mitt Romney, yo. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, nah, no, nah, there were certain things Kanye saying like um, and it's funny, Niche. I think me and you had discussed. You know, we would be having a deep conversation. We discussed the concept of synchronicity, and um. What Kanye was saying was actually something that um, I'll name drop Dr. Wayne Dyer again. I was listening to some of his work. I heard him say the same exact thing. He just worded it better. Um, what Kanye was speaking of, the Trump situ- the Trump issue. Because um, Kanye didn't really seem like he had a reason why he liked Trump. I, I-, I think you pointed out to me, Keith, the- there's a part where uh, he was stumped by by uh, Jimmy Kimmel's Trump question of, of you said George Bush doesn't like black people. Why is it that you feel Trump might be opposite? And Kanye just kind of stared in the space. <laughs> that they, you know, what I mean, they had to go to commercial break. And it, it, it came across to me like he's not really that well versed on Trump. He kind of is using the whole Trump thing as this is the freedom of of me being able to be what might not be liked, what might not be approved by all. And you know, what I mean, I don't think it's the best way to go about it. But I kind of got that concept from it. And I think if you strip away everything else from it, look away from the politics of it, mm-hmm. I kind of I I agree with him on that. You know, what I mean, I kind of agree with. There's a lot of times in my own personal life where I didn't feel like I had the freedom to express myself the way I wanted to because it's like, oh, well, are you going to be able to get a job 
if you do that or you're going to be able to do this later in life if you do that and it's just like you got to live life you got to be you you got to be yourself so that's kind of what i took a lot of that that part of the interview of um but i'll, I'll let keith or, or even um I don't know if you had a chance to check it out, Niche. You talk about if y'all like the interview or what y'all took from it. No, I, I know I uh, straight off rip. I haven't had a chance to um, <laughs> check out the the interview. I just peeped, you know, some of his tweets that he said after the interview, trying to clear up the whole stumping him that question that he asked. So I know you about to dig into that. But I mean, the I mean, if we're talking about the interview, I just thought it was dumb. I think he's he, Kanye nowadays just tries to prove how different he is. You know what I'm saying? That's why I don't I don't like the interview as far as what philosopher, or doctor, or whoever he's trying to emulate. I don't really care for all that stuff. He's trying super hard to be different. Just be a guy, man. This guy is just a, a he's just a goofball nowadays, and it's tough to for me. It's just tough to get on any kind of page with him. That's why I thought the interview was horrible. Jimmy Kimmel would ask him a question. It'll be this this just like tortuous kind of like. I don't know, like Byzantine, like just roundabout type answers. Like, man, you know, if you take a bathtub and fill it and then you put some Epsom salts in it, you still got a bathtub. And I'm like, what, nigga? <laughs> so I, I just, I don't enjoy that shit. I just don't, I understand that people have been doubting him for a long time and he's always persevered and always, um, have, he's always defeated doubters. You know what I'm saying? He became a producer, he became a, um, then he became the rapper. That that's the probably the most famous one. People are like, yo, you can't wear a, a pink polo and be a rapper and but all this think, shit. But do you think we put Kanye? Do we just hold him to like such a like high high standard? You know what I'm saying? Like, do we hold him to that? Like, do we put him on a pedestal? Like, of course, I, I he's, feel a, like, he's a star. Yeah, I mean, I feel like people people try to goad him. You know what I mean? On every on everything that he does, and it's like he's still learning in those lanes just like even when he came out with the clothing it was just like oh nah you know trying to downplay him and whatnot i just it's like yo dogs like he's just really diving in like you know what i mean let him let him rock out and Con let him get there you know Con Con kanye makes really good music if you look at his, you know his entire catalog from day one that's a fact and i think people think look at the genius from that music and think that genius is going to come across and his intelligence yeah and, and on all platforms yeah, and the two aren't correlated, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And if you honestly really did pay attention to Kanye from day one, he always was a little weird. He was the dude hopping on tables. He was the dude causing a scene at a party, you know what I mean, at the backstage at Saturday Night Live because he doesn't like the way that his reception is. Like, So he's always been a little off in terms of that, but I think people, in terms of the pedestal that Niche alluded to, it, it comes from, yo, he's so great at making music. He's so great at doing that that people... Cross it over into other platforms, to, yeah. Yeah, and other you expect avenues. him to drop these... Great uh, things. It's just Kanye. Like you said, he's an artist. He's a weird dude. He's a he's a he's a guy out there. Now his cockiness doesn't help because it it's, it's like a to type of thing. It's like uh, to being Terrell Owens, where where or, or or any famous football player that you know people have wanted to break down. If we see you showboating a little too much, we want to see you get cracked. We want to see you fall from grace and um, just to humble you. You know what I mean? I don't I don't necessarily subscribe to that, but I think that comes across in a lot of people's intentions. Not and. and to Keith's point, I, I agree. I think some of the stuff he says is very weird. Some of the stuff he says doesn't sound like he has any education on the topic that he's talking about. But you know what I mean? Like, the, the, I, I also don't look at him to be the the, the, the authority on, on a lot of those subjects. You know what I mean? So it's all about what you take from it. Yeah. And then uh, the question, uh, you guys can help me word it correctly because I was trying to go back into notes and see it. But the question that Jimmy Kimmel asked, asked uh, Kanye 
was about whether or not what was it again? Something about um. Basically, Kanye, you know, Kanye is the person who's like George Bush doesn't like black people, right? He came out and you know really changed the complexion of the 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 issue around Hurricane Katrina. I mean, people thought it and stuff, but he really said it and really put a, a different frame of mind into to motion. So now he's supporting Trump. The question was, what did he do to show that he cares about black people? And Kanye had an answer for everything. Just like I said, all these wild-ass, whack-ass answers for every question. But this this question, he didn't have any answer for. He couldn't, so there was nothing to stumped. say. He, he looked a huge stump. He didn't even have some weird <laughs> cosmic answer for it. He looked he, up to the right. He looked up to his, you know what I mean? Like, if you ever see Negotiator, he looked up to the right, like, hmm, what can I make up right now? <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like, to, to say, and he that, just and that, couldn't come up yeah, with anything. See, that's why I would want to watch the interview, just to see, like, his mannerism, like, his body language behind that, because in the tweet, he was saying, like, yo, you know, he had a good time. I'm reading that I was stumped by a question. Let me clarify the clickbait. I wasn't stumped. I was given a chance to, I wasn't given a chance to answer the question. He said the question... Which is true. Yeah, he he, he wasn't because Jimmy Kimmel saved him in that moment. Jimmy Kimmel's like, I can't sit here with two minutes of dead air, yeah. so let's go, to, let's go to a break. And when they came back from the break, Jimmy Kimmel didn't go back to the question because that's, that's Jimmy Kimmel's not a hard-hitting interview. You know, interview. He's not Barbara Walters. He's not trying to get that out of Kanye. Um, it, Keith has even said it in conversations. Me and him had, like... Jimmy Kimmel kind of needs entertainers yeah. for what he does. He can't, you know what I mean? Be, so he has to kind of, like, allow his... Allow an escape. He he's the only escape right there because he doesn't want people to be afraid to come on his show. Right, he can't alienate entertainers. See, like um, what's it called? Politicians are equipped for stuff like that, but entertainers you can't come and really try to blow them up on on live TV. Well, and then well, and Kanye also continued to tweet. The question was so important. I took time to think, and then I was hit with the "Let's go to commercial break." The interview showed strong personalities with different opinions having a civil conversation. But he also still didn't fucking answer it. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, it, so it's like, there okay. Because I don't think there is an answer uh, really to, to to it. To that point, though, Kanye is an entertainer, right? And Donald Trump is friends with a lot of entertainers and athletes. And, and before he became the president, that was the people that he would take it was taking pictures with. So it's not that far-fetched that Kanye in some weird way, shape, or form might think that Donald Trump, the person, is cool. You know what I'm saying? But he is like, there is no answer to that question. It's, it's a He stumped you. He, he proved your point wrong. Like, you know what I mean? And and Jimmy Kimmel doesn't seem like he's pro- I don't know what Jimmy Kimmel's- um, He's, he's not pro-Trump. Like. like yeah, exactly. So, you know what I mean? He, like he said, I, uh, Jimmy Kimmel's point was proven. With the question, you know what I mean? There, there, does, there isn't an answer for it. No. But, you know what I mean? Kanye really I think there might is. not really have an answer. I think there is an answer, especially if you if you have time to think. If you're saying, yeah, I, like, yo, you know, I couldn't answer it. Like, you had an answer, you know what I'm saying? You just didn't have... Oh, no, no. I think Kanye was going to come up with an answer, and he was going to talk for two minutes about nothing. <laughs> I, don't, I don't doubt that if he was given the opportunity. However, I don't. there is no right answer of why would you think George Bush is like this and then look at Donald Trump and think there is no. It's, it's like, oh, yeah, you proved my point. You made me look stupid. You know what I mean? But it, it, he saved him in that moment. If No, he did Kanye a favor. And, and, but, but what I did like, there's certain parts about that interview I did like where Kanye talks at the end, and sometimes he's going on tangents and rambling, but he says, like, when someone takes a bad photo, we forget that they're a person. You know what I mean? We forget that this is someone's daughter. We forget that it's someone's wife. This is somebody's mother. And that the same way if people were to attack your Twitter because you took a funny picture, yeah. imagine that times a million, you know what I'm saying, coming right at you. That's and like, a fact. I, 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 I respected that part of it because, you know what I mean, he doesn't. people don't express that. There were parts where he said, 
if you're feeling a type of way about suicide, express it in whatever way you feel like expressing it. You know what yeah. I mean? But don't hold it in. Yeah. It was like, well, that's what I got from it. You know what I mean? If you need to shout it from the rooftop, if you need to talk about it, you know what I mean? Because it's that cry for help. You know what yeah. I mean? More, to, more so to speak. You can't be like, yo, you shouldn't tweet stuff like that because people are going to think this, that, or the third. No, they're tweeting that for a reason. They they are crying out for help. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and we can't ignore these things. Yeah, that's just like even uh, with Lil Bow Wow. You know what I mean? They were talking about that too. Like how he just... Tweets out these random, yeah, though. like yeah, he's definitely yeah. um going through some shit. And how I, many child stars ha- have haven't? And you know he's what been mean? around for a while. Yeah, he, yeah, you know what I'm saying. He's been around for a while, so it's like, yo, you know, sometimes I think it's all, like sometimes people. I feel like in in that realm, in those circles, like you got to check on people. But I also know how important it is to have like a tribe. You know what I mean? Like that can that can check on you without you feeling like yo, you know what I'm saying? Like you, mm-hmm. you feeling People uncomfortable. You. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? That's why, like, yo, when I speak to you, like, you know what I mean? I consider you part of my tribe. Like, so I'm like, all right, cool. Like, I don't feel like you trying to be nosy and shit. You just legit checking on my well-being. Like, you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I feel like we should all have those people. So when... When people feel as though they don't have those people, you got to find those different outlets like working out or like support groups or even um therapy. You know what I'm saying? It's just and, and I feel like therapy should never be like a last resort. You know what I mean? Like it should never. Well, damn, you know what? No, nothing worked. Let me just go speak to a therapist. Nah, let that be the first thing, because a therapist can help you. You know what I mean? With getting into other things that you never know that you possibly liked about yourself that you can try. You know what I mean? Like Kanye talked on that too. He was he kind of uh, you know what I mean like contradicted himself earlier in the interview. He was like, uh, he's like saying that there's this belief that all black people should have this monolithic uh, frame of thinking. And then later throughout the interview at several times, he says we in the black community as if, you know what I mean, all people are in the black community do the same things. But he does say something in it where he was like, therapists are, are are looked down upon. They're not looked to as an option in the black community. If you tell somebody you're going to see therapy, which I think well, in, in some circles, that, a lot of circles, yeah, that's very true. Mental health is not, the, yeah, we don't we don't really like dive into that like it. that. Yeah, you yeah. know what I'm saying? So I, I definitely, I can agree with that. But I do feel as though with Kanye, sometimes he, I feel like with certain subjects he uses, or topics, he uses that whole, like, you know, we as black people type of thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know if y'all if y'all feel that way, but I feel like he'll... Oh, he did it, yeah, he did it a couple <laughs> times in the interview. And like, then I found, but one of the first things he said was, like, we as black people are expected to have this monolithic view of thought, and now we, we think differently. And I'm like, well, how are you going to say we think differently? And then later throughout the interview, just kind of, like, stereotype us. But I got yeah, what he's saying. Yeah, like, he, to, to, Like, that's the thing. You have to take the sense from up. it. There's a lot of... Yep. There's a, exactly. There's a lot of nonsense to dig through. But I feel like good things can be taken from it as an entertainment product. No, I don't think it was a great interview, but I think there were things that came from it where I was like, I, I agree with him on those things. I, I I have the same viewpoints on that. I probably would have expressed Man. it a little bit better, but he makes music. I have a podcast. You know Man. what I mean? I might be better at doing that than he is. Yeah, see, and that, and that's that's that was something too. Like, you know, when do we I mean, and we've had different conversations before about like uh, you know, glorifying certain things, like these artists, the things that they do glorify and like, you know, Who's really who? Who do we really blame for allowing this type of behavior and these and these things and these drugs and everything to to 
put it on a platform to show that it's cool and shit like that. Like, who do we who do we get upset with? You know what I'm saying? Do we get upset with the artists? Do we get upset with the labels? Or do we get upset with the producers? Do we like the consumers? The consumers, the like, who do we blame? Yeah. Now, I was um I don't know if you guys had a chance to actually to watch uh Leo Cohen on the Breakfast Club. Did you guys get a chance to watch that? Nah, I didn't I see seen that. the link. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't actually see the interview. Yeah. Good? Oh yeah, definitely. I definitely think you guys should definitely check that out because he actually touched on that. Um, I'm not sure who who asked him. It might have been Charlemagne, and he just said like, "Yo, like, you know, if you know these guys have pill problems or anything like that, do you not sign them? You know, like, what do you do? Like, and Leo Cohen, for those who don't know, like, Leo has been in the game for a while. Like, I mean, he's he's rock with. You know, Jay and Dame and that whole situation. Then he had, DMX. you know, DMX on his drug shit. I mean, you know, it's been so many people that have come and gone, and uh, you know, some people that are still relevant. But he he said like, yo, you know, um, yo, I don't. He's like, yo, I tell you, you know, I don't. I'm not gonna let you be comfortable and feel free. Like I'll tell you, like, yo, you know, you got that, you got that liquid cocaine in that cup right there. Like, what are you doing with yourself? You know what I'm saying? He's like, but at the same time, he went on later to say, like, yo, I'm a businessman too. You know what I mean? He was like, yo, like I, my family has to eat too. You know what I'm saying? So you get the, you get the double side. Like, yo, like, yeah, you want to feed your family, but he's like, yo, I, I don't leave an artist behind. Like, you know what I mean? But it's like, yo, like. Come on, like <laughs> who's really the blame? Like, yeah, yeah. And I think in all in all facets of life, when you look at it, there's like how much responsibility is it really on like a label as your employer yeah. to do things like that? Or even these colleges, uh I heard somebody talking about college football program at Alabama, mm-hmm. how they actually, you know, they, they, they pour into the the mental development of their athletes, you know what I mean? Not That's just dope. the, the yeah, the physical stuff, but let's make sure they're mentally healthy. Let's make sure they're that. And you see it in their program. They win. You know what I mean? Other colleges don't do that. Other colleges just want, you know what I mean, to use them as a commodity. And, yeah, and yeah. I have that Leo Cohen look at it as a business. I got to get what I can get out Man. of you until I'm done with but you. The, and then that went into the whole thing, too, of like, yo, is he a culture vulture? But, like, how, how, how do you feel about that, Keith? Like, knowing, you know, like, do we blame one particular person or are we all at fault? All at fault for... With... With just like the glorifying, specifically of glorifying drugs now and in, in music, specifically hip hop, you know, because hip hop is the biggest genre in the world right now. Right. I mean, I mean, is it that much different than from what we was doing before? Though, I mean, I, I feel like every any any art form, particularly music, that's on the cutting edge has had some drug stuff in there, right? Country yeah. music, they talk but about. But it was more up. so. So I feel like it was more so. The selling of drugs, you know what I'm saying? Like now, but they it's talked more a so lot consuming. about. Well, they talk about lean and depends what you listening to, though. As it depends what you listening to. Yeah, it depends. You know, yeah, definitely. But what's what's on mainstream right now is is heavily consuming. Yeah, yeah. I mean, consumption. But I mean, once again, I mean, when I was a a, a kid, they were always talking about lighting up blunts and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Facts. They all, everybody was talking about. Um, Drugs, drinking champagne Jimmy. or drinking this brand of vodka. We knew about vodka brands in high school, you know. What right, incredible, incredible Hulk and Thug Passion and all that stuff. That's a fact. Shout uh, out to Thug Passion. I definitely tried yeah. that shit in high school. That was yeah, that just was... because it was in the song. <laughs> incredible Hulk was awful. It didn't taste good at all, but it just definitely got you disgusting. ripped fast. So, That's a fact. You know, uh, Jimi Hendrix putting putting um acid in his headband. All, all these cats. So drugs has always been a thing. I guess now, 
I, I guess the danger now is that it sounds cooler than it, than it was before. Like they, I like yeah. the way they they rhyme lean with with team and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Before blunt didn't have a cool word to rhyme with like that. So I think it's it's a lot more sensational. Do I blame any one person? Hell no. I just I don't know. I think now parents just have a tougher job on filtering what their kids are listening to because now it's just there's a flood of content. There was lots of content before, but however, there's a flood yeah. of distribution channels, right? Before mm-hmm. a kid gets a CD or maybe their friend lends them a CD, maybe, or a tape or whatever. Now it's, kid could get it from YouTube, Spotify, Pandora. Yeah, you know. it's everywhere. But also, also, Keith, I think that there's a, a chicken or an egg factor to it where it's like, look, statistically, the opioid epidemic is on the rise, you know what I mean, throughout Facts. this country. So is it is it art imitating life or is it life imitating art? You know what I mean? We who can really tell? But if there are more people consuming drugs, and people are making music for people to consume, they're gonna want to put the things out there. Do I think some people are faking it? Do I think some people are overdoing it? Yeah, yeah. Um, That's so attention, obviously. The, <laughs> but uh, the opioid problem is, I believe it's the it's like the worst in like West Virginia and New England and shit like that. I don't know if Travis Scott is, is influencing people to use that much drugs in in uh, exactly, Vermont. Yeah. So even though I, I'm sure he does have a following out there in those places, I don't think he's make, he's the influence of why they why they're doing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or or or, or Migos or, or or 21 Savage or any of these people, I don't think that they're the reason why they're doing it. However, people might want to listen to something like that. If you look at the statistics, I think it's two different problems. They're not necessarily divergent or very different. Um, there's, there's some great great area or shared ground between them, but the way the epidemic is going, I don't think. I don't think I honestly don't think um, rappers, I don't know, blew it up or, or perpetuated the problem that we that we see in the news with with white people in in what used to be manufacturing towns taking a bunch of painkillers. I think is the the problem is just a little bit different. Same type of problem, but the way it's it's been spreading is different. So in West Virginia. Honestly, don't know why the problem is. All I know is that they're being offered a bunch of resources, and they're not, you know, they're not being called, being called super predators or gangsters or being. There's no uh. no criminal justice law has been created for these people abusing opioids. Um, but what's in the songs is a little bit different. I mean, also remember that there's no more regional music. So lean and all that stuff. It was only cats from Texas. And Arkansas and Oklahoma was able to listen to them songs with Mike Jones and DJ Screw and all that stuff. But it, now it made you want to tra- like made you want to travel and, and and see that culture. You know what I'm saying? Like that's I probably say that's definitely one thing that music music does. It's just like you know it it blends it blends like you you can feel like you're from a place by listening to that song. You know what I'm saying? And like just to go back to the Leo Cohen, like I I just definitely. It's definitely worth a good listen just because of the things that he's talking about and, you know, like the whole culture vulture thing, seeing it, people, him answering that question and, you know, he's talk, he doesn't talk about Dame. He doesn't even acknowledge Dame. I mean, just the whole relationship. I mean, because we grew up in an era where like, yo, when Rockefeller grew apart, you know what I'm saying? That whole shit and everything it brought, like... I, just please, definitely. I, I, no, I, I, I encourage I y'all to yeah. listen to it. Even like our listeners, like, out. yo... Check that shit out, cause he's 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 spitting some shit. And then even like, you know, the way Leo talks, he's still a dickhead. Like he's an asshole, but like he just he's hella knowledgeable. You know what I'm saying? And the shit that he's doing right now for music too, is really cool because he's not 
necessarily with the label he's working with um like different companies to to bring something dope to the table specifically for for the artist to eat too so it's it's cool it's cool what's happening definitely cool i'll definitely uh check that out check it out and in, in a future episode we can um even touch more into this Stuff that we have, the conversation yeah, we were having of the responsibility of artists, you know what I mean? is it, Should they be more responsible with their lyrics based on, you know, what's going on in the country? Or, you know what I mean, is do they even have that responsibility? We'll get into that. But right now, you know what I mean, that's episode 40 right there, y'all. We done did it. We're all the way to 40. Uh, you know what I mean? And, and I want them to... Yeah, 40 episodes is big. Yeah, I remember a year ago we was we was in, in Newburgh recording this. So that's big that we still doing the damn thing. Facts. And uh, Niche... I, I, I always let them know where they can find you, but it's my pleasure to let you tell them online, social media, where can they find you at? Oh, that's a fact. Um, Ayo Niche, A-Y-O-N-I-S-H. That's on Instagram, Twitter. Um, yeah, just Ayo Niche. Or uh, you could definitely check me out too. You just Google Miss Perfect Touch or Ayo Niche. Uh, mixes, everything should be popping up. I'm excited. We're about to release some music. Hey, I'm so excited hey. to start releasing some dope sh- So that's a fact. So yeah, like, uh, been working hard. So we got some cool things to release to the people, to y'all. So thank you for supporting, rocking out. Um, word. Keith, where can they find you at on social media, brother? Instagram, me and my underscore 35. Uh, you can find me, DJ Playboy, on Instagram. However, I go by the name of at Plickapeezy, P-L-I-C-C-A-P-E-E-Z-Y. Check it out. Check out the whole podcast on Instagram, at Perfect Talk Radio. We doing the damn thing. Make sure you check out the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Leave a review, you know what I mean? Give us a little rating. We like that. Uh, check us out on SoundCloud and also on Google Play Music. We got love for everybody out there listening to us all around us. 40 episodes, y'all. We going to keep doing this thing forever and ever and ever and ever. And uh, thank you for rocking out with us, man, all over, man. People in Massachusetts, people in Florida, people overseas, people in uh, California. I see some listeners, man. So we're doing the damn thing. We're hey, spreading it out. That's you know a fact. I mean? shout, shout out to people all over the world checking out Perfect Talk Radio. We're going to keep doing this damn thing. It's the podcast, y'all. And we up out of here. Say goodbye to the people, y'all. Y'all got yo. <laughs> Peace.